0: continue on again tonight talking on the fruit of the, the spirit and thank God for, for this series on the fruit of the spirit it's, it's character building really but it's a character of God in our lives and, and it's only God can produce the fruit of the spirit in our lives that's why it's by the Holy Ghost you know, um, many times, you know, people will uh, minister on the, the fruit of the Spirit and near tell you to do it apart from God. They just tell you, you know, this is the way you should be living and this, just start teaching behavior. But really, the, the root of it is to know that it's the Holy Ghost in our spirit and it's through Him where these qualities are administered um, in and through our lives. And we have to be underneath his influence. That's why the Bible tells us to come underneath his influence in the book of of Galatians. We we need the Holy Ghost. As believers, this isn't self-help. We can't do it ourselves. We do it with God. It is through us. We have a part to play in yielding to God, putting His Word in us. But I'm telling you, it's God who's working these things out through our lives by the Holy Ghost. And our job is to, is to just yield. Put the Word in. Thank God. That's why church is so important. That's why it's so important to sit underneath the Word. Because it's only the Word that like activates what's already in our spirit. You have the divine nature in you, it's in you. Once you're saved, well, as we looked over in Peter um, before we got into this series, that you know what? You have the divine nature. You have the nature of God on the inside of you. Not that you're God, but you're born of God. So when you're born of God, you have the qualities of God in your spirits. So they're all in your spirit. They're already here on the inside of us. What we've been looking at is just taking these um um, um, qualities one by one, and just and just and just churn on them and sharing um, um, what they are and how to get them working into our lives. Praise God. Let me say us here about about the fruit of the spirit as well, because people approach it different ways. Sometimes people look at it and you know that there is nine qualities. Other people look at it as and there's there's really one fruit of the spirit, and that is love. So uh, and then out of love comes everything else. Uh, people look at it that way. I, I I just want to see them manifested in my life. Amen. And um, you know what? I, I don't split hairs with people. I do see the points in what people say in that. You know, the fruit of the Spirit, it comes as one fruit. Amen. So sometimes people look at it like, you know, like it's one, like say for instance, like an orange, but it has all of the segments in it. So there's one with all of these segments in it. But the, re- the, the reality of it is, is when you walk with God, these qualities will just start being manifested through our lives. Amen. Men. And um, yes, it's good to look at them and split them up and look at them. And people do look at them, um, and some people can split hers over or whatever. But here's the reality of it. It's just get these things working in our lives, you know, and, and that's what we want. We want to see the love of God in our lives more. We want to see the peace of God and the joy of God, amen, and all of these qualities in our lives. So, um, but the, here's the thing, we, they're by the Holy Ghost through our recreated spirit, amen. Now, in Galatians 5 verse 22, it says, but the fruit of the spirit is love. See, that's where people go to start off with love. It is love, and joy and peace and long suffering. And if you look at the love chapter, you will see love is all of these things. You know, patient and kind and all of that kind of stuff. So um, that's where people get that mentality. But I'm just throwing that out there for you for thought. Um, but the, the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, long suffering, gentleness, or kindness that we looked at last week. Goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. Or there's no law against. The fruit of the Spirit. And as I've been saying, there's no commandment or law that can produce this in our lives. It's only the Holy Ghost. Amen. The Holy Ghost, through the Word of God, produces this um, in our lives. Amen. Now, we're going to look at goodness this evening. And try and explain sp- explain a few things out of, out of this this evening. Praise God. But, you know, the word goodness, it, it means beneficial. Are of benefit. When someone is walking in the goodness of God, they're, they're, they become a benefit everywhere they go. The, 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 that's that quality. It makes you of benefit when you walk in the goodness of God. Now, I'm going to try and explain this, this evening that there is two different types of goodness, okay? There is human goodness, okay? You know, many times we say they're a good person. You know, sometimes we, we say us here, as Christians can say this sometimes, we can say they're a good person. And then, and then, you know, have a Christian will turn around and say, no, they're not good because there's no one good. You understand? Now, in and of ourselves, there was no one good enough to come up to God's level of goodness, okay? But on a human level, that's what we mean by that. We'll say they're a good person. You know what, they're, they're, you know, they're a good dad or they're a good mom. or You know what, they're, they're just, a, if you ask them you know, to do something, they'll do it for you. I'll tell you, they're a good person. You know what, they've got good morals. They've got good character. It's talking on a human level. There, there are people that are good. Amen. Thank God for just good people in life. You know what, they make good neighbors, you know what I mean? Sometimes people that aren't saved make better neighbors than some saved people, amen? (laughs) Because they're good, they just have have that human goodness in their lives. But there's a higher good than that, and that is God's goodness. And that's why you just can't tell people, you don't talk on the fruit of the Spirit and say, you know what, you just all need to be good people. It's a different type of goodness. The goodness here is a goodness that only the Holy Ghost produces through our lives. Why? It's not human goodness. It's divine goodness. It is the goodness of God. Amen? And that's why it takes the Holy Ghost for all of these qualities. And and, and there is counterfeits to this where people are good or people trust in their goodness and people think they're better than others. The reality of it is is When it talks about God's goodness and then human goodness, they're on two different levels. That's why there is no one good. None of us are good in and of ourselves compared to God's goodness. We all fell short of the glory of God. We needed Jesus amen, to elevate us and bring us up and give us the divine nature so that then we could operate in the goodness of God from the inside out from by, because we have the Holy Ghost in us. There's a goodness that comes from the Holy Ghost. Amen. So there is two different types of goodness there and, and it's important to understand that because the goodness of God is completely different than man's goodness. You know what? The religious people are good. You know, there's a goodness, as in religion. And you will see that um, through the scriptures as well. You look at the Pharisees, and they lived a good life. They, you know, on the outside, it looked apart. But Jesus said that there were whitewashed sepulchers. But what about the inside? The inside, there were still dead men's bones. They, ne- you need to, they needed to get saved. It didn't matter how much they prettied up the outside, they were dead on the inside. And only, only the new birth can change that. Religion can't, see, can't change the inside. Only the new birth can. But, uh, the, but to the natural eye, you would say they're good. They're holy. You know what I mean? They're set apart. But they didn't have the goodness of God. Because only the goodness of God can be produced through our lives by the Holy Ghost. It's a different quality. Amen. It's a higher quality. And I'll try and explain a bit of that this evening. But you know what? You look at the religious people in the Word of God, and like Matthew 5 verse 1, and, and you will see all of their alms, their righteous acts, they were done to be seen of men. That's what they were looking for to impress people. And that is a, a human goodness. That is, it impresses people. It is, people see it and think they're good. But God sees deeper God like sees the center of the onion kind of a thing. People see the layers. God sees the heart. And that's where God is looking at. And so that's why goodness, human goodness, can't save a person. doesn't matter how good they are. That goodness is a filthy rag to God. It's not that it's not good on a human level. And uh, you know what? It's better to have good people in your life, even in human good, than, ba- than bad people. Amen. There'll be better neighbors, workmates, all of those kind of things. But that kind of goodness will never save a person. There's two different types of goodness. Um, The Bible said to to the Pharisees in in Matthew 23 and verse 14, that everything that they did was for a pretense. And pretense means a show. It was like theater. They were, you know, that's why, you know, I'm not criticizing all people in religion. There's a lot of people who are genuinely saved in religion. But a lot of it is paraphernalia in religion. A lot of it is outward things. It has the appearance. And uh, sometimes it's like theater. You know, and that's the way the Pharisees were there for pretense. They did all these things to put on a show. But, you know, God, as I said, sees the heart. That's what God is looking at. And God knows when, you know, when... um, people are putting on a show and when it really is real. Um, In Romans um, 3 and verse 12, this is one of those scriptures that, that, you know, we'll look at whenever people talk about, you know, good. When you say they're a good person nobody's good. You know, depends what level we're talking about. Amen. Thank God for good people. Amen. Amen. Um, But in Romans 3 and verse 12, it says, they are all gone out of the way. They are all together become unprofitable. And there is none that doeth good, no, not one. And we looked at that last week because that word there for good is the same word kindness that we looked at last week. And goodness and kindness are very um, similar, they're linked together in many ways. But again, there's no one good. None of us have had the goodness of God because none of us had the divine nature. But whenever you got saved, you got God's nature. You became a new creature in Christ Jesus. Now, when you get hooked up to God, you can show a different kind of goodness even towards towards people. Um, So praise God. God is good. Now, let me just look at a couple of things here with God, just as well. uh, Just a bit of a foundation here because the Bible lets us know that God is good. Okay? And God is the source of all goodness. Thank God we are hooked up to our source. Now, do you remember with the rich young ruler? Do you remember whenever he came to Jesus? And this is... Let me just read this out. Matthew 19 and verse 16. It says, And behold, one came and said, Good Master, what good thing shall I do that I may inherit eternal life? Now you know there's nothing good you can do to inherit eternal life. But you see, Jesus... Jesus exposed where this man was at, not to hurt him. The Bible said Jesus loved this man. He was letting this man know that yes, you are a good person on a human level. You're good, but that goodness is not enough. Let me just show you that you're still missing. Even if you're missing one part, you're guilty of all. And the many know this man. He was missing in one part. He, he was a good man, but that goodness was never enough because nobody's good enough. That's why the Bible lets us know that there's nobody good enough. But you know what? Jesus was showing this man that, you know what? You're not good enough. If he would have came to me and said, good master, you know what? I need to trust in you for eternal life. He would have met. I need you. But no, he came and he said, good master, what shall I do? That I may inherit eternal life. And here's what Jesus said to him. Jesus said unto him, why callest thou me good? There is none good but one, and that is God. And he should have turned around and said, yeah, and that's who you are. Amen. But notice what it says. There's only one good, and that is God. Why? Because all goodness comes from God. God is the source of goodness. Even in the fruit of the Spirit, you see that goodness that's ministered through our lives, it doesn't come from the flesh. It comes from God, because God is the source of all goodness. True goodness. Amen. God is good. Psalm 73 in verse 1, it says, Truly God is good to Israel. Now, we're the new covenant believers. and many know God's good to us? So we can say, "God, truly God is good to us. I tell you, we serve a, a really, really good God. Now, when you see the goodness of God in the Word of God, what it does is it produces praise in us. Um, Psalms 100, it lets us know, Make a joyful noise unto the Lord all your lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before His presence with singing. Know, that, know ye that the Lord, look at that, He is God. He, he has made us, not we ourselves. And then it says, Enter into His gates with thanksgiving, into His, his courts with praise. Be thankful unto Him. Bless His name, for the Lord is good. Amen. And his mercy is everlasting and truth endures to all generations. I just like reading verse 3 and then verse 5. It says here, know you that the Lord, he is God. And then it says, for the Lord is good. This, the Lord is God and God is good. It's just basically what he's saying. Our God's a good God. And it's pure goodness. It is pure, pure goodness. Now, what sets God's goodness apart from any other goodness is really God's goodness is totally selfless. There's no self in it. I'm telling you, God just wants to benefit your life. No strings attached whatsoever. Amen. And you can't add to the goodness of God. All you can do with the goodness of God is receive it. It's not something you earn. Fleshly goodness It's just, it is not the same. I'm telling you, God's goodness is a goodness that you don't earn or deserve. You cannot earn or deserve the goodness of God. When you see how good God is, it changes you. It changes you so that then you start treating people out of that goodness. Just like the same way with love, you receive love, you give love. When you understand God's goodness, just how good our God is, then you start showing that goodness to other people. It becomes part of the, the, um, like the manifestation of, of the Christian's life to where we live our lives. and we're, not me- we're meant to live our lives this way, not giving people what they deserve when it comes to giving God to people. I'm telling you, people need to experience the goodness and the grace of God. Because that's the only thing that's going to change anybody. People need to see how good our God is. Our God is an amazing God. I mean, our God is amazing. When you see it, no wonder it says, oh, that man would praise God for his goodness. When you understand the goodness of God, you can't help but praise him. I tell you, God will be better to you than you deserve. Amen. God will be better to you than you deserve. Let I me mean, tell if you can explain everything in your life down to what you have done, you have not tapped into God's goodness. God's goodness will blow you away. God's goodness will you'll realize it's been God. Amen. God, you've been good. You've been so good to me. Amen. And it's it's not based on anything that you can mirth. And when, when it came to remember the dedication of the temple that time when when the ark was brought in that Solomon, remember they brought the ark in and the Bible says they praised God for his goodness. And the Bible says the room was filled with the glory cloud. What did they focus on? The goodness of God. They didn't come in there, you know what, depressed. They came in talking about how awesome our our God's a good God. Amen. Our God, you've been good to us. I'm telling you, as they started to sing about the goodness of God, the place was filled, the glory cloud filled the place and the Bible says the priests couldn't even stand the minister. Let me tell you, they were wrapped up in the goodness of God. When people experience God's goodness, you get a revelation of it. I don't know, some, you get a revelation of it first, okay? But when you get a revelation and start knowing how good God is, it changes you. It just changes you. I tell you, we serve a great, awesome God. You know what, I, sometimes sometimes there's a tone that goes just, it's just, um, it's condemning. You know, and I'm, I'm talking to Christians, it's a condemning tone. But I'm telling you, there's a tone that just hits like the the cymbal or whatever on the drum kit, boy, just perfect, where it has that perfect sound, where just the sound is the goodness of God. And I'm telling you, it just strikes a chord in me whenever i I hear the goodness of God, because I tell you, our God is a good God. He is a good, good God. We have a good Father. Thank God. Um, I, I won't get into this here, because we talked on it the other week as well. But in Exodus 33 and verses 7 through 19, or verses 17 through 19, sorry, Moses asked God to show, to show him his goodness, or to show him his glory. And God showed his qualities to Moses And what was those qualities? You know, he says, I will make all my goodness pass before you. Amen? Do you see, all I'm trying to show this here is, there's God's goodness, and there's man's goodness. And they are worlds apart. Man's goodness is on a lower level. God's goodness is on a higher level. And that's why the fruit of the Spirit is God's goodness through our lives. Amen? To where we start... Showing the goodness of God to people. The same goodness that God showed to us. Amen. And you know what it does? It benefits people's lives. I tell you, God has been so good to us. Not one of us deserved the goodness of God. Not one of us were good. Yes, when people say that, that is true. No one's good. No one's righteous. No, not one. In and of ourselves, none of us were, but Jesus made us righteous. Amen. And God will show his goodness through our lives to the world. Praise God. Now, and in James, just another scripture before we move on here. James 1 and verse 16 and 17, it says... Do not err, my beloved. Every good and every perfect gift is from above. Amen. Every good and every perfect gift is from above. Also, um, um, Psalms 23, where the Bible lets us know that surely goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our life. That's the goodness of God. Praise God for his goodness following us. He daily loads us with benefits as believers. Amen. So the goodness of God, praise God, it follows us all the days of our life. Amen. You have God's goodness in your life every single day. Now, to understand the goodness of God and understand like human goodness, let me just go back to Genesis just for a moment. And it explains this. Because we were meant to live in the goodness of God. Amen? In Genesis chapter 1, it lets us know that God, everything that He made, what was it? Good. Everything. He said it right through the Genesis chapter 1. Talks about the light. And it said, And God saw that it was good. Then in, in verse 10 it says, And God called the dry, la- the dry um, land earth, and He gathered together of the waters, um, called he the seas and God saw that it was good verse 12 and the earth um, brought forth grass and herb yielding seas after, or seeds after its kind and tree, uh, and the trees yielding fruit whose fruit is in itself after its kind and God saw that it was good okay everything uh, the, the, the earth the waters you know, we can't survive without water. God give us water. We can't survive without it. You know, we needed the life, the animal life. We needed food. We needed seed. We needed trees. We need, everything is here. Amen. And you can go right down the sun and the moon. Talks about them in verse 18. And God saw that it was good. Verse 21, and God created great whales, and every living creature that moves in the waters, and the waters brought forth abundantly, after their kind, every winged fowl after its kind, and God saw that it was good. Then he made all of the beasts and um, the cattle in verse 25 and it says and God saw that it was good all of these things were to benefit mankind that's what the word good means it means of benefit amen we couldn't we can't survive without these things god made a planet and made everything in it for us amen first 31, this is after God made man. It says, And God saw everything that he made, and behold, it was very good. Amen. And the evening and the morning were what? The sixth day. When did God make man on the sixth day? Do you know why God made man on the sixth day? Because he didn't need any help the rest of the days. Amen. He didn't need man's input on any other, of the, uh, any other day. Everything that God made for man was his goodness towards man without man's involvement. Without man having to earn it, merit it, or to deserve it. What was man meant to do? Enjoy it. Amen. Live in it. Man was meant to live in the goodness of God. God made it all for man. He didn't have to earn it. He didn't, to, he didn't have to put any input. You see, God's goodness is goodness towards us where we are not involved in it to murder, it. It is given to us freely. That's the goodness of God. You don't earn it. You don't deserve it. You live in it. Amen? And that's the way God designed Adam and Eve. And yes, they were to work and to guard and protect it. But they didn't work for it. They worked with it. It's completely different. They just took what God gave them freely. And then they had the seed. They had all of the things to multiply. But they didn't have to earn any of it. Just like when it comes to us and the gifts and the callings of God upon our lives. They're by the grace of God. They're not of works of righteousness which we have done. Any gifts and callings on our lives. You didn't earn it. You didn't deserve it. You're given it. And then God says take it and be a good steward of it. That's what a good steward is. A good steward is someone that is of benefit. They take what God freely gives them and they use it and bless people's lives. Not to it's not a selfish thing, it's taking the gifts of God and the callings of God upon our lives and benefiting people. Do you know everything God's given us is to pour out into people's lives, pour our gifts, pour our talents. Did we earn them? No, they were given to us by his grace. Amen. They're deposited. See, the gifts that God has given you, didn't earn them. But God gave you them to be a steward of them. Amen? And a good steward is someone that increases. A good steward is someone that brings benefit everywhere they go. They take what God gives them and they use it and bless people's lives. But we didn't earn the gifts of God. We were just given them. But it's our responsibility then to use them. Same with Adam. Adam didn't have to earn anything. Think of, think of he had everything. Just, just think of it. He lived in a perfect environment. Then God gave him a perfect wife. Huh? Perfect wife. She was beautiful. She did it all for him. As in like, you know, as in hit all his buttons. You know what he had? He had a perfect relationship. He had a perfect environment. He had everything given to him. He didn't earn one of the things. God took a rib out of him and made Eve. Out of his side. Not out of his foot for him to, st- to stamp on. Not out of his head uh, to dominate. But out of his side. So that they could walk as companions together. Amen. It's powerful. And God did that all for him. Blessed him. That's the goodness of God in his life. And he didn't have to earn any of it. That's what sets God's goodness apart. That you don't earn the goodness of God. You receive the goodness of God. Amen. And you enjoy it. I love that there. God made Adam on the sixth day. He was created and went straight into a Sabbath. What's a Sabbath? A rest. And the rest there was that God rested from all of his work. In other words, there was nothing to add to it. It wasn't God was tired. <laughs> God was not knackered. You know what, I'm, I'm working flat out. I need to take a break. No, there was nothing else could be added to it. Like, think of it for a moment. I was thinking about this when I was just revisiting, you know, this thought as I was studying this out afresh. But, you know, you look it. In our world today, they are spending billions to go to planets, to go to Mars and go past that, looking for a planet that they can inhabit. And God gave us this one. God gave us this one. There's none of those planets like here. None. What is all them planets for? Sometimes people say, there has to be more out there. Uh, God gave us the planets. People can argue or think different things. God gave us the planets... For us to enjoy. To look at the wonder of God. So that man could look up and see a message speaking 24-7. Of the awesomeness of our God. And yet man in his ignorance would rather go looking for other planets to inhabit. I have nothing against discovering and looking and seeing how awesome our God is. But I'm telling you, people are looking because they're trying to be God. They think that this world is going to implode or whatever. And we're going to find somewhere where we can go. And a few of us will get on a, a ship and we'll take off. And we will start a new civilization. That's not what our Bible tells us. Amen. God's always intended for heaven and earth to be together, not heaven and Mars. Amen. It's heaven and earth. He gave us authority on heaven and in earth. Amen. (laughs) Not on Mars. Um, But, you know, it's amazing. People are looking and they don't realize that every day that you get up, you're experiencing the goodness of God. Do you see when that sun comes up in the morning? That's the goodness of God. You didn't earn it. You didn't deserve it. You get to enjoy it. Amen. When it rains, I know we get too much of it here. But I'm telling you, do you see, if there wasn't rain, the Bible says God crowns the earth with his goodness. And he's talking about the rain. See, if there wasn't rain, we wouldn't have any harvest. That's the goodness of God. People complain and don't even realize when they get up and they go, that's the goodness of God. We couldn't even breathe without God. Give us a perfect environment where you can breathe. Will you breathe in oxygen. And breathe out, what What do you call it? Carbon, Carbon bino- dioxide. dioxide. Sometimes you're, you get muddled with your words. And the trees are doing the opposite. God gave us a perfect environment to live. And look at all of the creatures. and there's, there's creatures in the ground that do things that keep that ground produced. And we don't even know what to do. But thank God they're all in there. And all of the plant life and the animal life. Who put all of that here? God. All of the colors. You see a sunset. It's incredible. Awesome. You know, that that's, um, probe or whatever they sent out into the universe that came back were the um the, the photographs are recently, I think it was a Pluto or somewhere like that. It was one of those planets anyway, way, way out. And you've seen rings around it. it didn't even know the were there. The universe is amazing what God has put in there. Awesome. What is it? It's His goodness. Every single day. Did we earn it or deserve it? No. And people don't even realize. They'd rather ex- try and explain it away that things evolved instead of giving God praise for his goodness every single day even when Darwin when he, when he um, um, th- thought everything came like from that singular cell or whatever it was he, he didn't even realise the complexity of a cell and yet science will still lie to people on how complex cells are they just don't evolve, you can't look out there and see evolution in any creature midway there is no observable evolution out there where you can observe and say there's a creature in between. There is none. Yet there, if evolution was true, we should be seeing creatures in between. But we can't see it. You can see evolution within species. And that's what Darwin was observing where birds developed different beaks. But do you know what? Here was the thing. There was still a bird. You can't change species. Just like within the dog family, there's all different types of breeds of dog, but you know what they still are? A dog. And they come up with new breeds all the time, but they're still a dog. Do you know why? Because every seed reproduces after its own kind, just like God said, and it was his goodness. Did Adam or any of us have to deserve that? None of it. Did we deserve any of it? None of it, but God just gave it freely. And he's still being good to us every day. That's why, as we looked at last week, he's still being kind to the just and to the unjust. His goodness. Amen. That was God's goodness, okay? Here's where, here's where human goodness came in. Human goodness came in because God said there was a tree in the center of the garden of the knowledge of good and evil. Okay? That was not divine good. That was going to be human good. Okay? Adam experienced the goodness of God. Now he was gonna experience human good and human evil. He didn't have any of that. And that tree brought in human good and human evil. And you said as soon as they took off that tree, what what happened? Automatically they realized they were naked. And what did they try to do? They tried to clothe themselves. You no, know that is religion. And if you want to see human good, just have a look at religion. Because religion is man's attempt to get to God. But God then took an animal and killed the animal and clothed Adam and Eve. And as a type of redemption, only through blood can there be remission of sin. And God clothed them. Okay? You look in their children, Cain and Abel, you can see good and evil in both of them. Cain, or or you can see, um, in Cain you can see good and evil in the same person. You can see that he brought his goodness to God, and God didn't accept it. And then what did he do? He killed his his brother. Let me just say this here. The flesh can either go down an evil route, or it can go down a good route. But here's the thing, it's all flesh. And that flesh can never produce the goodness of God. That's why the flesh can't save a person. It doesn't matter how many good works they do. It doesn't matter how many charity events they run. It doesn't matter all of those things. And they're all good in life. Because people need to be looked after and all of those kind of things. But it's not God's goodness. Amen. It doesn't come up to that level. It doesn't come up to the level. It won't merit and bring man to a place of salvation. Amen. And religion does its best to try and earn from God. that's why that man, that public uh, the, the, the Pharisee and the sinner, the Pharisee, he prayed and talked about how good he was that I'm not like this sinner. okay The sinner, what did he do? He just said, "God be merciful to me a sinner." and what he went away righteous. Do you know why? Because he humbled himself and knew I'm not good enough. I need to receive something I don't deserve. That's God's goodness again. It's back to God's goodness. But human goodness is of the flesh. And when Adam sinned, let me tell you, his spirit was separated from God. And what did he live out of? He lived out of his flesh. And you can see that right up until the new birth. Amen. thank God for us in the new birth. Now we can live from the inside out again and be led by the Holy Ghost. Amen. And we can experience God's goodness in our lives and we can let that goodness shine through our lives everywhere we go. Here's another example of it is when the children of Israel, when they went into the the promised land, um, God called it a good land. But here was the thing, do you know why it was a good land? Because God said, I'm going to give you a land and you're going to possess a land. You're going to possess houses that you did not build. Amen. You're going to have vineyards. You did not plant. I'm going to bring you into this land, and I'm going to give it to you. They did not um, earn that land. It was given to them by inheritance. Do you know what that is? That is the goodness of God. Now bring it down to salvation. That's where we experience the goodness of salvation. Has salvation anything got to do with us? Absolutely nothing. What is it? It's the goodness of God. It's God's goodness. See, salvation, you have to humble yourself to get saved. You have to humble yourself and receive goodness you do not deserve. because none of us qualified. Amen. Do you know what God's goodness is? God, God is? God's goodness is God being good to you. Amen, just because He is good. And what's our part? We receive it, Amen. Just like the children of Israel, do you know uh, there's faith involved for us to walk in God's goodness, just like the children of Israel. They had to, they had to inherit the land by faith. There was a whole generation didn't inherit the land. They didn't experience the goodness of God they, they, because of their doubt and unbelief. But do you know what? Joshua and Caleb believed that God gave them the land, and they went in again, They went into the land um, again forty years later they went into the land with the next generation coming up and they went and possessed what God had for them by faith. But it was the goodness of God still because God gave that land to them. God told them everywhere you put your foot, that's yours. Amen. Not because you uh, how good you are, but because I said it's yours. That's his goodness. What is God's goodness? God's goodness is God being good to us. Not because we earn it, merit it or deserve it, but because he is good. Amen. That's goodness on a whole other level. See, the world has an idea of goodness. And the flesh has an idea of goodness. Some people think, I'm going to be good. That's going to give me brownie points. Sometimes when you say to people, are you going to have them? Well, I've been a good person. You see, they think that goodness merits something with God. But you can't earn the goodness of God. All you can do is receive the goodness of God. God's good. God's good to us whether we're good or not. That's a, that's, that'll blow your mind when you think about that. That's why the Bible says it's the goodness of God that leads men to what? Repentance. It messes you up to realise that God is so good and he's being so good to you and you're going, I don't deserve... Do you ever say out there, God, I don't deserve your goodness? God, now you're realizing, don't deserve it, God. Yeah, now you understand His goodness. It's not goodness you earn, it's not goodness you deserve, it's goodness you receive. Amen. Praise God for His goodness. Now, there's much we could talk about the goodness of God and, and different things. And praise God for, for his goodness in our lives. Amen. Here's another verse here. Let me just read this here. where In, in Matthew, tw- Matthew 5, it lets us know that we are the salt of the earth. And then verse 14, it lets us know that we are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden, neither do men light a candle. But put it under a bushel, and and put it under a bushel, but on a lampstand, and it gave light unto all that are in the house. You know what? Jesus was the light of the world when he was here. Now the Bible says that we have his life in us, and because we have his life in us, now we shine the light to the world. Amen? Do you know what? We're meant to go and give the world goodness that they don't understand. Yes, it's good to do charity things and all of them kind of things. It's good to do things that help people and to minister to people. But I'm telling you, if people don't know Jesus, it doesn't matter in one sense if you feed them and clothe them, yet the Bible tells us to do that. But if that's all you do and you don't bring them the love of God and you don't bring them the goodness of God, let me tell you, people can, can be ministered to on a human level and never experience God's goodness. People need to know that there's a God that loves them. People need to, to have love being ministered to them, the goodness of God being ministered to them. That's why it's important for us to be good to people, even when people don't deserve it. See, that's shown the goodness of God. Do you see, God has been good to us. The goodness of God is just not, I'm going to be a good boy and a good girl. The goodness of God is giving people goodness they do not deserve. Only God gives people that goodness. Amen? That's why the Bible says to let let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works. Do you see, we're saved on to good works. What are those good works? It's coming out of a relationship with God, ministering to people. It's not not earning. It's not back to earning. People think, you know what, we're saved on to good works. And they put people right back into bondage of trying to earn blessings and trying to earn God's favor. No, the favor of God is unmerited favor. You can't earn it. The blessings are because Jesus took our curse. We believe for the blessings. We don't earn the blessings. We walk by faith. Amen. Our good works is out of this life that we have that God's given us. The change in our life, pouring out of our lives, it becomes the light to the world. That people see God in our lives. They see... They see a life that you can't have anywhere else. That's why when Jesus walked this planet, it says that the, the life in John chapter 1, the life was the light of man. They seen a life in him that you can't. You couldn't see anywhere else. They seen, a, they seen the way he, was, he healed people who didn't deserve it. Amen? He ministered to people who didn't deserve it. Who did he minister to? The sinners, publicans, people... Who didn't deserve it. What was he doing? He was showing the goodness of God to those people. That's the kind of God we serve. Amen. Praise God. That's where the Bible says, Taste and see that the Lord is good. Amen. Here's another verse here along those lines in Matthew 5. It says here, But I say unto you... Let me read verse 43. It says, But you have heard that it has been said, Thou shalt love thy neighbour and hate thine enemy. But I say unto you, look at this, love your enemy. Bless them that curse you. And look at this, do good to them that hate you. That's the goodness of God. You understand that? That's, that's given people goodness they don't deserve. That's the goodness of God. When people hate you, and you come with the goodness of God. And you're still good to people that hate you. That's showing God's goodness. That's God's goodness. Amen. Now I, I want to just call these out just as a close. I'm not going to spend time on these. But the Bible that tells us don't call evil good and good evil. Amen. It lets us know not to do that. And you remember David said, I would have, I would have fainted unless I would believed to see what? The goodness of God in the land of the living. What does God call good? Because many people think what God calls good isn't. Okay? We should, when God says something good, we should say it's good. Because it's God's goodness in our lives. We don't want to block God's goodness in our lives. God will be better to you than you deserve. Amen? Amen. Number one. The Bible lets us know that the earth is full of the goodness of God. Just like I said in Genesis, God filled this earth full of his goodness. Enjoy his goodness. Praise God. Be thankful every day for his goodness. You experience it every day. When you go for a drive and you you see the creation, be thankful, God, that's your goodness towards me. Amen. You made that for man. Amen. What is man that you are mindful of him? Number two. Let me tell you, prosperity and abundance is the goodness of God. God brought the children of Israel into a wealthy place. He brought them into the promised land. He brought them into the land of what? Abundance. How can people believe that God will give you lack when even the place that he said he was going to bring people into was the land of abundance? I don't know how how we swallow things like that as, as, as people apart from religion religion will talk you about everything that God has for you the Bible says no good thing will he withhold from them that walk uprightly before him. Let me tell you, for us a new covenant believer, you stand on you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Amen. But God's not withholding anything from you. He daily loads us with benefits, the Bible says. The Bible says if you're willing and obedient, and our obedience in a new covenant is an obedience of faith. If you're willing and obedient, if you will believe God, in other words, you shall eat the good of the land God wants you to eat the good of the land whatever the land offers God wants you to have the good in it when God brought the children of Israel that time um, down into uh, when they went down into Egypt that time through Joseph and Pharaoh said to Joseph bring your brothers and your fathers down here and they will eat the good of Egypt know what the good Egypt was? The best that Egypt had. He, he said, I'll give you chariots. I'll give you clothes. I'll give you, you know, every, he gave them everything. Changes of clothes, raiment, silver. And yet people will say that, you know what, God wants to keep you poor. No, God does not want you to keep you poor. God wants you to, to enjoy the best of the land. Amen. You eat the good of the land. Amen. That's what God wants for us. That is His goodness. Don't, don't, you don't have to apologize when God's good to you. You don't have to apologize when God's been better to you than the world. God's a good God. He's a wonderful God. Amen. Number three, healing is the goodness of God. The Bible says that Jesus went about doing what? Good. Healing all. That goodness, what does it do? It benefits. Healing benefits our lives. The woman with the issue of blood, healing benefited. Benefited her life. That's what goodness does. All of God's goodness is given freely to us to benefit our lives. Amen. And we could talk on more of those things. Jesus said, many good works have I shown you from my Father. And which of these will you stone me for? They were mad because Jesus healed people. healed people on the Sabbath day. Yet they would take their animals out of a ditch on the Sabbath day. And Jesus let them know that God loves people more. Amen. He loves people more. And the man with the withered hand at him, Jesus healed him and he said it was what? Good. Thank God for the goodness of God. I could show you, I'm not going to look at these here, but deliverance is the goodness of God. God is your protection. Amen. That is the goodness of God. Let me just say this one just as we close. A wife is the goodness of God. Amen. Amen. And for a wife, you could say a husband as well. Family, in other words, is not what God gave Adam in the garden. Family. It's not good for man to be alone. Unless man's called, some people have a grace upon their life, but in general... I'm telling you what a what a blessing a wife is. Amen. It's a blessing. It's a gift from God when you get a wife. Amen? Get the right one. That's why you look to God. You know, for anyone that is believing God for a partner, you pray for that. He who finds a wife finds a, a good thing. Amen. Not a me not a A mean thing, a good thing, not something that takes from you, but adds to you. God God designed relationships to add. And that's why it's so important. Thank God for a good wife. Amen. Amen. And the Bible says that she will do him good over in Proverbs 31 and verse 12. She will do him good and not evil all the days of her life. I tell you, family, let me just put it that way this evening. Family, your wife, your relationships, that's the goodness of God. Amen. And you jump into bed tonight, say, night goodness. Amen. Thank God you are the goodness of God in my life. Praise God. Amen. Even when she doesn't clean her teeth or anything, you know, in the morning. You know <laughs> still the goodness of God. Amen. But you know what? That's God's goodness. I tell you, a good wife is an amazing gift. An amazing gift. It's a powerful gift. You know what? Uh, praise God. amazing gift. Amazing gift from God to have a, a, a good wife. Amen. I tell you, God is good. And we could talk more on the goodness of God this evening. But you know what? Here's the reality. If God is better to us than we deserve. Absolutely. And thank God for his goodness. And you know what? Salvation, it's the greatest gift. And what was it all? What is it all? It's the goodness of God towards us. That Jesus came and did it all for us. Amen. And do you know what? Just like Adam was meant to enter into the rest of God, let me tell you, we're meant to rest in Jesus. That He did it all for us. And what are we to do? Believe in what He has done for us, and experience and rest in His goodness. Amen. Rest. And what he's won for us. Amen. And enjoy it. Praise God. We can enjoy the blessings of God in our lives. Amen.